Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Come on, that's it. Praise him like you love him. Look at somebody and say, I love the Lord. Come on, look at somebody and say, I love the Lord. Now look at him and say, now watch my praises. Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise him because I love him. I praise him because he's been good to me. How about Osaha? Come on, that said, give him some praises. You're not praising him because of what I'm saying. You're praising him because he's been good to you. If I don't say anything, he's still been good to you. Hallelujah, we bless him, we bless him, we bless him, we bless him. Come on, that's it, let's fill the room with praises. Oh, come on, Hamandari Osakaha. We may not be able to fill the room with people, but we can fill the room with praises. Let your praises ring out in the sanctuary. Come on, that's it, give the Lord a praise today. Give him a praise like you love him. Thank you, Jesus. You kept me all week, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You kept bad news from my door. Thank you, Jesus. You let me see another day. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless him, we bless him, we bless him, we bless him. Thank you, Jesus. The psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. What? Bless his what a holy name. We bless the Lord on this morning. Amen. For his goodness, you may be seated. In the presence of the Lord, we certainly appreciate the Lord for allowing us to see another day to come back into the house of the Lord. Father, we bless you on today for your presence here in the sanctuary. God, you're here with us, Lord, and we acknowledge that you are great and you're greatly to be praised. We pray right now that there will be a release of your Holy Spirit in and among us, Lord, that you would move by my side of side, that you would move by your spirit, not by my words, but by your spirit, that you would move in this place, move in every heart and every mind. Cause us, Lord, to gravitate to your purpose and your will. God, that our lives will indeed be to the praise of your glory. I commit these services on today into your hands, even those that are online. I pray, God, that you would touch their lives. Don't let them be the same after the hearing of your word on today. I commit these into your hands. Rebuke the devil right now. In the name of Jesus, I call everything subject to your will and to your way right now. In the name of Ashadiriosa, in the name of Jesus, your name be praised in this place. Come on, somebody give him some praises. Come on, give him some praises. Come on, give him some praises. Hallelujah, that's it. Give him some praises. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I purpose in my heart not to let anything affect my praises towards God. When we allow things to affect our praises towards God, we become situational praisers. That means we praise God based on the situations that we find ourselves in. But let me share something with you. God is God. I don't care what the situation is. God is still God. And he's deserving of our praises. Hallelujah. So we ought to always praise the Lord. I think Hebrew said, let us always offer unto God the sacrifices of praises, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Good morning. Amen. It's good to have you in the sanctuary on this morning. It's good to have those of you that are online. We welcome you also for being in uh, 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 the service on today. I believe in, in my heart that God has a word for us on today. And I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will have the freedom to deliver us that which God has for us. We certainly thank God for those of you that join us online. And we just trust that the Holy Spirit will meet you. <clears throat> As we move inside of the message on today, we thank God for the praise and worship team. Amen. For ushering us into the presence of the Lord. You are my strength. Strength like 
No, no, but it's good to be reminded of that sometimes. Sometimes we feel like we make it because of our own, but no, he is our strength. Amen. He is our strength, and we certainly thank God for being our strength. Let's go to the word of God. On this morning, I want to share a word that the Lord dropped in my heart. Amen. Maybe sometime near the weekend. Um, but I do want to share it with you on today. We're going to be coming from Matthew, the four, fifth chapter, the 14th and the 16th verse. We'll also be dealing with John, the third chapter, and the 19th verse, as well as Ephesians, the fifth chapter, the eighth through the 11th verse. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me. If you have your devices, amen. Touch your devices and let it take you to that. Amen. Matthew 5. We're going to start at Matthew 5 and 14. And the word of God says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is probably one of the most profound scriptures for the believers that you can find in the word of God. Here Jesus is declaring to his disciples that he was training and developing a man to carry on his mission after he left. And he stopped and said, ye are what? The light of the world. I, I, I love that because it lets us know what we are. Look at somebody said, I am light. <laughs> okay, it's all right to say that I am light. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hid. And then it goes on to the 16th verse said, now since you are light, what? Let your light shine. Before who? Before who? Men. That what? They may see what? Your good. And when you let your light shine, folk will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's go into John the third chapter. John 3 and uh, 19. Hallelujah. Have your way here today, Lord. John 3, 19. If you would, get that for me in the NIV. We're going to be reading from the NIV uh, this scripture. It says, this is the verdict. <laughs> this is the conclusion or the final analysis Light has what? Come into the world. But people love darkness instead of light because what? Their deeds are evil. I want you to follow me here on today. This is the verdict. That light came into the world. But people love darkness instead of light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. You ever been around folk that don't want you to talk about God? They want you to talk about prayer? They don't want you to offer forgiveness? Because their deeds are evil and they don't want to be reminded of what they're doing. Go with me to Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and the eighth verse. Ephesians 5 and 8. And this is going to be coming from the Amplified Version. Okay, Ephesians 5 and 8 says, For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as what? Children of the light. Live as those who are native born to the light. Go to the ninth verse for me. For the fruit or the effect the result of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Go to the 10th verse. 
trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting what your lifestyle be examples of what is most acceptable to him your behavior expressing what gratitude for your salvation and then read that 11th verse for me let's go to the rest do not participate in the worthless or unproductive deeds of darkness but instead prove them by exemplifying personal integrity moral courage and godly character now i want us to look at this because the word of the lord is sure the word of the lord gives directions and the lord of the word of the lord is also instructional and as we look at the word of the lord on today i want us to hear the heart of god for us as believers I'm going to be talking to us this morning from this particular subject, the fight against the light. <laughs> the fight against the light. If we look at these scriptures that we've read on today, uh, I want you to see uh, how God has directed our focus on the light, which we are. In fact, Matthew, the fifth chapter said, you are the light. It said the 16th verse said, let your light so shine, what, before men. In John 3, it said, men prefer darkness over light because their deeds are evil. And then it goes into Ephesians down, it said, now, you were sometime darkness, you were in darkness, can you remember when you were there? You were sometime darkness, but now there's a difference, you are light in the Lord. So therefore, walk. Allow your character to be that that exemplifies the righteousness of God. Now when we talk about this subject that I'm going to be dealing with on this morning, I want you to see the heart of God. I, I, I feel that this is a very important subject as well as relevant to our salvation experience. And I'm going all the way back to the salvation experience because I want to sort of set some things in proper alignment for our journey. I shared with you several months ago concerning the word the salvation experience. And I shared with you the salvation experience is not just when you got saved. The salvation experience is your entire journey from salvation to heaven. You're every day you should be engaged and enjoying your salvation experience. But I want us to look at something on today because when we look at the salvation experience, I want us to see some things that we may have systematically by negative influence left out. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're dealing with, and I taught the lesson maybe several months ago, and we are currently dealing in our Bible study, and Pastor Carleen talked about this on this morning when she was up, uh, 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 understanding spiritual warfare. And uh, um, it is important for us to understand spiritual warfare in the context of our salvation experience. It's very important that we understand that inside of the context because uh, uh, so often we engage and embrace uh, the salvation experience uh, somewhat one-sided. When I say one-sided, we embrace the salvation experience uh, with the mentality that God is going to take care of me. You know, God is going to bless me. I, I got God on my side. He's going to look out for me. He's going to fight for me. And while all of that is true, it is very true that now that we have God in our lives, amen, we have someone that cares about us. The Bible said, cast your cares upon him for what he cares for you. But I don't want us to get locked into the one-sided concept of the salvation experience because we don't understand the big picture. Look at somebody say the big picture. If we don't understand the big picture concerning salvation, we will miss 
a lot of the purpose that we born we are born into in the salvation experience. Now we come in the salvation experience and said, gimme, gimme, gimme. Fix me, fix me, fix me. Fight for me, fight for me, fight for me. You, 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 you understand? And it's good because the scripture tells us that God will give. Ask and you shall receive. Okay? He said, God said, I am your banner. I'll fight for you. But I need you to see something here. As we embrace these truths in God, uh, uh, let's make sure that we look at it inside of the context of the big picture. See, the big picture is not me being blessed financially and not me having health in my body. The big picture is the purpose for which God had birthed me into the family. As I was studying this lesson uh, on yesterday, God brought my attention to Esther. You remember Esther? Esther was a nobody, but she was beautiful. And the king, Ahasuerus, uh, um, sent out a decree that I want to select me another queen because Vashti has violated my command. And he sent out a decree into the land, and Esther was one of the women that came. And you know the story, Esther won, she won, she, she became the new queen to King Ahasuerus. Uh, I, that, that may not be the proper pronunciation, but that's as close as I can get, okay? Uh, uh, um, but now, uh, uh, Esther now became the queen. <laughs> but I want you to look at something here. We look at Queen Esther, but there's a bigger picture than now Esther being queen. She didn't understand that at first. Oh, she was just lavishing, living a lavishing lifestyle, having maids tending to her, laying in the bed with the king, and, and all of these things. But there was a bigger picture. Look at somebody and say, there's a bigger picture. You see, we can get caught up on the blessings of what a particular lifestyle brings us, but if we don't understand the bigger picture, we can miss the purpose. If Esther did not understand, uh, 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 if she didn't get to the place, because at first she didn't understand it, she didn't understand that there was a Haman <laughs> on the outside that was creating and, and, and concocting uh, uh, ways to annihilate the Jewish nation. <sighs> I want you to see something. God help me to get this over. But the time came when the enemy revealed his plan. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Esther saw the big picture. You remember when uh, uh, Mordecai, you, you, you know the story, Mordecai, Esther's uncle, you, you know, heard of the uh, uh, plan of Haman and all of those kind of things. And, and he came to uh, uh, his niece, Queen Esther, and told her what was happening. Queen Esther said, first, you see, what are you telling me this for? <laughs> but then after a while, Esther said, wait a minute now. I'm the queen. But maybe... Look at your neighbor and said, maybe. Maybe there's more to this picture than me being the queen. <laughs> Perhaps God has brought me to the kingdom for such a time as this. It's not for me just wearing this crown as queen. There's some other things about Shaha that God has for my life. And I want you to see something here because God's going to bless you. God wants you to have good things and God wants you to know that he'll take care of you. But there's a bigger picture than you being blessed. God has a purpose for your life. Maybe God saved you for such a time as this. And we know the fin finishing of the story and because of Esther's Embracing purpose, the Jewish nation was saved.
But I want us to understand something as we look at the salvation experience. That's why we have to make sure that as we are telling the story, we tell it in its full context. Um, a lot of folk come to God because he's going to wipe all of my problems away. <laughs> Let me share something with you. God wiped some of my problems away. But believe you me, there are some other problems that arose even as a result of my salvation experience. <sighs> Let's look at it this way. <laughs> when we were born again, we were born into an ongoing war. Okay. And a, a war that was already being fought. It's, it's, it's amazing how the enemy can cause your mind to not focus on the things that are relevant. But when we were born again, we were born into a war that was already being fought. And because now we were born into the kingdom of God, we automatically became chief, chief objects of Satan's venom. The ongoing war that we were born into was a war between light and darkness. Between God and Satan. Now, it's important for us to see this because when we start talking about the fight against the light, when we start talking about the scripture that said, ye are the light of the world, we need to understand something now. When we were born, we were born as light. But we were born as light in a dark world. Come on. The Bible talks about uh, the enemy, Satan, is the prince of the darkness of this world. But I want you to see something here. This world is full of darkness. Come on. You, you, you got to see this because it's got to be relevant to you now. This world is full of darkness. When we look at what's happening in our world today, it's a product of the darkness that this world is being controlled by. The Bible, when he identifies Satan, he said, Satan is what? The God of this world world. In other words, Satan is the one that formulates the systems of this world in order to control humanity. We, the, the world, and I say we now, we are believers, so now we are not there anymore, but when you look at the world, they are under the control of the system that Satan himself has impregnated in this world. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, the second chapter said, ye were sometime, no, he said now, there was a time that you were in darkness, wherein in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. Can you remember before you got saved? Wherein in times past, you walked according to the course of what? This world. According to what? The prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. You got to see this because Satan is working. Look at your neighbors and Satan is working. And he's working to continue to uh, build his kingdom here in the earth. When you look at the things that are happening, we <laughs> look at the shooting that just took place in Buffalo, New York. That's a product of the darkness. Let me share something with you. <laughs> you got to see the big picture here now. It's not just a fight between black and white. <laughs> okay. It's a fight between God and Satan. And what we are seeing is nothing more than a product 
product of the darkness of this world. See, because Satan don't have a problem with me killing somebody and then coming back and killing me. I got rid of all of them. <laughs> Come on. We live in a society that is controlled by the darkness. Let me show you. The Bible tells us in John, the third chapter, said, men, this is the verdict that light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light because what their deeds are evil. We're living in a society that, as I said earlier, is controlled by darkness. What is happening? The attack on the light, let me show you, is now trying to compel us from speaking light. There's some things we can't say, but so they say. Something you can't say. Let, let me share something with you. Even in the school system, and, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to go here, I'm not trying to go political or anything, but I'm just trying to reveal truth. In the school systems, uh, you got teachers uh, that are dealing with social studies cannot even discuss the racial issues. Why? Because it'll expose darkness. Come on. There's some things as it relates to certain groups of people, you cannot even identify them as such. Why? Because it'll expose. As I said, the enemy is in control of the systems of this world. And as long as he can control it in a sense that his plan continues to prevail, he will do that. Why do you think uh, 35 or 40 years ago he allowed this woman, amen, to institute in the school system no more prayer? The light was on. And the enemy realized that the light is, uh, it, is causing folk to see some things. So now, cut out that light. Don't even talk about God in the school. needed to see something. The Bible says this, and I'm, I'm trying to get to some place in my message on today. The Bible says this, says we, in Colossians, the first chapter, we, how many, how many believers we have in the room? You can lift your hand. Okay, that's all right. The Bible says we were translated or we were delivered from the kingdom of darkness. Where? Into the kingdom of light. You got to see this because when, when you see this, you'll see why there's a fight against your life. We were translated into the kingdom of light. We are now light in this dark world. When you see all of the chaos and, and all of the, the things that are happening in our world, never forget who you are. The Bible says, this said, don't be conformed to this world. Don't let the world and the systems of this world cause you to forget who you are. You are light. You were translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Now, because I was translated out of the kingdom of darkness, let's stop trying to blend in. To the darkness of this world. You got to see something. <laughs> You see, God already see. God already know. He know the condition, and he also knows his chief adversary, and he knows his workings. So now he said, now, you don't understand it yet, but let me share something with you. Don't allow this world to conform your behavior or, 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 or to cause you to be conformed to it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because when you do that, 
you lose the essence of who you are. Come on. <sighs> Look at your neighbor and say, that's the fight. <sighs> the Bible tells us in Matthew, the fifth chapter, and the 14th verse, it says, ye are the light of the world. Look at somebody and say, you are the light of the world. And I want, you to, I, want you, I want you to embrace the totality of that scripture. You are the light of the world. If we say the world is in darkness, you are the light of the world. In other words, whenever a believer comes on the scene, I don't care where you are, whenever a believer or wherever a believer comes on the scene, light ought to be shining. You can go into a, 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 a bar. Remember, I'm still the light. Come on. You can go in the midst of your family reunion, and all of them are not saved. But remember, I am the light. I bring light wherever I go. Now, when we look at this, this is why Satan fights us. Satan has always had a problem with light. He's always had a problem with light. But I want you to see something. God has always used light to deal with darkness. If you look at Genesis 1, the Bible said in the beginning God created what? The heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness covered the face of the deep and, 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 and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters. But then he said what? Let there be what? <laughs> I want you to embrace this. God uses light to challenge darkness. Never forget that. Look at somebody and say, I am light. If I am light, that means I should be a challenge to the darkness. Have you ever been around, you ever been, you, you, I, I found myself here, have you ever been around uh, uh, people and, and then all of a sudden there, because they are who they are, Come on, they are who they are, and they may be cursing or, or doing whatever, and all of a sudden it's, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Why? Because the light that you are, is, you, you don't even, sometimes you don't, I, I've been around people, didn't, I've never even told them I was saved, never told them I was a minister, but they began to do and say with them, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no, 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 don't. Why? Because light is on the scene. And when light comes on the scene, it challenges darkness. How many of us is our life challenging the darkness that we find ourselves uh, uh, surrounded by? Or is it a case now where you just blend in? Come on. You talk about the darkness. Child, I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know what's going on around. But then is your life challenging that? Come on. The devil don't like that. He don't like the fact that we are light. Look at somebody else again and say, I am light. The devil understands this. The devil understands that light overpowers darkness. He understands that. You know the truth. You, 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 you can come into this building in the middle of the night and it's dark but you hit a switch. What happens? Where did the darkness go? The light fled. The darkness fled. Why? Because light came on the scene. Light overpowers darkness. Not only does light overpowers 
darkness, but light also exposes the things that are in the dark. You ever been looking for something and, 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 and you're in a dark room and you can't see, but all of a sudden you turn on the light. Oh, oh wow, there, there, there it is right over there. Light exposes. Not only does light expose darkness, but light also shows the way out of darkness. It shows those that are in darkness how to get out. Now, that's, what, that's where the devil really gets upset now. He really gets upset with that. You coming on this job and talking about, you know, uh, you know God loves you and, and God. No, 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 no. The devil don't like that. Why? Because somebody that is being controlled by darkness may hear that and they may be led out of the darkness. So what the devil would do, the devil would try to do everything he can to put a muzzle. Hmm. on you. But he does it systematically. He does it systematically. And we have to see the fight <laughs> that is against the light. <sighs> Can I share something with you? And I want you to embrace this. If you are light, which you said you were, even though I coerced you to say it, if you are indeed light and embrace that truth, you are a threat to the devil's kingdom. You are a threat to his kingdom. The devil rules the kingdom of darkness. But if indeed you walk as who you are, you are a threat. Why do you think the devil don't like you? Why do you think the devil caused people on your job to turn against you and try to do little things to get you upset? Why do you think a lot of times on your job, the devil will get in the boss and, and come on. Let me show you what hap what's happening. He's trying to do anything he can and everything he can to cause you to turn out the light or that light to be dim. You, you, you become just like the world, folks. I, I, I don't have to take that. You, you, no, 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 no. no. I'm not going to let anybody run over me. Come on. Where's the light? Where's the light? We said Jesus is the light, right? Jesus is the light of the world. But he said, now, while I was in the world, I was the light of the world. Now I'm going, you are the light of the world, okay? But we, we, we look at Jesus and we are saying so beautifully, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, how I long to be like him. Let me show you. The Bible said when Jesus was reviled, what? He reviled not again. Why? Because he realized that he was light. If I go to where they are, I'll turn off my light. Come on. If I, if I allow them to draw me in, let me show you, because a lot of times I see the devil is tricky, I'm tricky now. He'll try to draw you into his type of fight. So that you can turn off your light. God don't want anybody to be no fool. But my Bible said, there comes a time that we can be a fool for him. Come on. As, as long, as long as God is being glorified, let the world call me a fool as long as God is being manifested. The devil don't want you to do that. Child, look out for number one. How many ever heard that? Look out for number one now. You got, you got to look out for number one. That means whatever situation you're in, make sure you take care of this first. Many times 
in the situations in our lives, when we accommodate this first, the light goes out. The light is dimmed. So what the devil does, he fights against the light. He does not want our light to shine. The Bible says this in John 10, 10, you know the scripture said, the thief cometh not for but what to steal, to kill, and what? Destroy. Y'all help me preach. The thief cometh not for but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. These are the objectives of Satan, to steal, kill, and to destroy. <laughs> he steal my money. The devil don't care about your money. Come on. He steal my health. The devil don't care too much about your health. But if he can steal your testimony, come on. If he can steal your passion for godliness. See, what we do, we begin to focus on the things that the devil uses as opposed to his purpose. Oh, 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 Lord, look at, look at this, what's happening for everybody just talking about me and everybody. Okay, big deal. But don't let that cause you to turn out the light. Let me share this with you. The Bible says this, and I got to close. This is my first time saying that. The Bible said this in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, uh, not Ephesians, First Peter, the fifth chapter and the eighth verse says what? Be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, look at your neighbor and say, you have an adversary. And, and look at him and say, I'm not your adversary. I want to look, tell him, say, I'm not your adversary. The folk on your job is not your adversary. The one that's running you down is not your adversary. Come on. But we have an adversary. Your adversary, what? The devil. As a what? Roaring lion. Walketh about. Seeking whom he may, what? Devour. Let me show you what the devil does. Let me show you now uh, 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 a lion, a roaring lion. The reason why he has that roar is because the roar causes its prey to become disoriented. Come on. When he roar, if I'm anywhere near, I, I become panicked. And a lot of times the prey runs right into the grasp of the lion because he became disoriented. Let me show you something. What the devil is using against us, against the body of Christ, is what I call the spirit of distraction. Spirit of distraction. What do you mean, Bishop? The devil will use anything to distract your attention, first of all, from your purpose, First of all, from the power that God had given you in order to fulfill that purpose. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Anything the devil can use, he'll use it to cause your light to shine. Let me show you. The devil will use your needs to distract you. You got to be, you see, we got to be wise. The devil will use your needs to distract you. Oh, oh I, 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 got, I got this. I got I to gotta take care of this. I got to take care of that. So now, because I got to take care of that, let me put God over here on the back burner and let me go take care of my needs. How many of us, God put you in an arena where he had purpose for your light to shine. In fact, let me share this with you. Every one of you in every arena you find yourself in, God is expecting your light to shine. But we have needs. Right? We have needs. 
Never allow your needs to become first and foremost above the purpose of God. You remember when Jesus was talking about the parable of the, uh, of the sword, and he was talking about that, and I just want to bring out this point. And the Bible said the word came, and, and they heard the word, but because they were cared about with all of the affairs of life, their needs, the word did not have any effect in their lives. If the devil can get you to focusing on your needs, but see, you see, see, you see, when we really see the big picture now, when we really look at the big picture, God has me for a purpose. He has me to show light, but I have needs. But God, I'm going to give all of this to you. I'm going to continue to let my light shine. And as I let my light shine, God will take care of my needs. Look at what he said in uh, uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter. He said, take no thought. Look at your neighbors and take no thought. In other words, they don't say don't think about it. They say don't make a big issue out of it of those things, of what you need, and, and those things. God, God said, I already know what you have need of, even before you ask it. Don't take no thought for those things. But what I want you to focus on is my purpose. Focus on the fact that I have you here to be light. And if you be light, I'll take care of your need. I already know how to take care of your need. Seek ye first what the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what all of these things will be added unto you. Don't you realize God has a hand on everything that you need and he know how to give it to you when you need it. Just allow the light of God to continue to shine through your life. Never allow your needs or what's happening around you to cause your light to shine. There should never be a situation that a believer finds him or herself in that will justify you turning out the light. Say that again. There is never, I don't care what it is, there is never a situation that a believer will find him or herself in that you can justifiably say, I had to turn off the light here. I, I, I had to, no. Child, you don't, you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm, what I'm dealing with. You don't understand what's going on. That's all the more the time for you to let. You see, let me show you something. There are times that God will let you get in predicaments. There are times that God will allow you to get in situations that are damaging to you. Just so that your light can shine so somebody else can see. Look at what the word of God said in Matthew, the fifth chapter, in the 16th verse. He said, now what? Let your light, what? So shine where? Before men. Why? That they may see. When your light shines, somebody will see something. Come on. Let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your good works. My good works is my light. What do you mean, Bishop? How I deal with situations. Come on. My behavior, my conduct, that's where the light is going to be either reflected or covered. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see what your good works. My good works is not my million dollars I have in the banks, my, my bank. My good works is not my four-bedroom home uh, that I have sitting on the hill. My good works is not uh, my driving in a Bentley or Mercedes-Benz. My good works is my behavior, how I conduct myself on my job, how I conduct myself when I'm in the store, how I conduct myself when folk coming after me. That's my good works, and that's where folk need to see the character of God being manifested out of your life. Again, let me say, there's never a time, never a situation that a believer, a child of God, I'll say it that way, a child of God, because we love to ride, ride that horse. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a son of the king. But let me share something with you. There's never a time that a child of God has justification for not letting the light shine. Look at what it says. It says, 
let your light. He didn't say get a light. He said let your light. In other words, you already have light. I can have light, but not let it shine. So that means you have the responsibility to let somebody, everybody shout out of your side. Somebody on your job is feeling like committing suicide. Somebody on your job feels like this is just who I am. And, and so I, I know I'm a, a mess, but this is, just, this is just who I am. Come on, let me share something with you. They'll tell themselves that. We look at what's happening in our society today. We look at all of the shooting and looting and all of these kinds of things. But don't you fool yourself. They are captives of the devil. Remember when you were out there? Oh, yes. We didn't, we didn't do all of that. No. When I was out there, they weren't shooting, they weren't shooting a gun. They were cutting with knives. Come on. Come on. But God said, let your light. I don't care who you are. If you are a believer, you have enough light to shine in your arena so that somebody can see God. Never allow the devil to tell you that my light is not as bright as Bishop's light. No. Wherever God places you, he makes sure that your wattage is sufficient for the area. Come on. If, 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 if I uh, go into my office back there, because it's a small office, I'm not going to put a 100-watt light in it. I'll put a 40-watt light because that 40-watt light is sufficient to light up the whole room. Come on. Don't look at somebody else's wattage. Uh, wherever you are, God, make sure that you have enough wattage to light up that room. Come on. The devil will distract you. Well, I'm not like Bishop. I'm not like Pastor Carlene. I'm not like Andrea. I'm not like this one. I'm not like that one. Well, don't worry about it. You are like who God made you, and he made you so that you can shine wherever you find yourself. And if you allow your light to shine, somebody will see. The power of God in your life. My life is a light. I, I'll, I'll draw it down to that. My behavior, my conduct, how I deal with situation, that means my life is a light. How I live every day. Let me show you this. Show you, show you, show you something. Real thing, our light is when we come to church. Okay, no. Sure, bring your light when you come to church. Sure. But my light is my everyday life. It's my lifestyle. Come on. And I've got to make sure that I purpose in my heart that I'm going to let my light shine not only in the church, but when I leave the church. Let me show you what the devil will do. The devil will let you shine in the church. But the minute you hit the door, and sometime before you hit the door, he will attack you because he don't want that word to take root. He'll attack you. Somebody will walk by you and, 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 and don't put no intention now because run say, hey, how you doing? Devil say, look at how they walk past you, didn't say anything. Now you heard the word now, and oh yes, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. But the devil will immediately cause you to be distracted from that. Well, well what she called herself saved. He the pastor. And he walked by me, and, and you talking about let my light shine? Yes, 
let your light shine. If I, I walk past you and look at you and do a, a Jamaican hiss, I can't do it. That's still no reason for you to turn off your light. Come on. That's still no reason for you to do that. You still have to make sure that you're light because let me share something with you. You can be a light for the pastor. Come on. Well, child, well, well, yeah, I had every reason because he. Let me close with this. Let me close with this. We can fight. We can win the fight against the light. Thank you. We can win the fight. That's against us. We are made overcomers. Turn it down just a little. We were made overcomers. But what we have to do, Minister Shernet, what we have to do is stay connected to the power source. Stay connected to the light source. You see, if I don't stay connected to the light source, the power that comes to give me the ability to shine is cut off. <laughs> stay connected to God. I don't care what it is that you're dealing with. I don't care what it is that you're going through. I don't care how much the devil fights you. Stay connected to God. The Bible said, God or the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is what? The strength of my life. Why cut that connection just because I'm going through when he is the one that strengthens me to go through it? Come on. He's the strength of my life. Stay connected to Jesus. Don't sing about him. Stay connected to him. Paul said in Philipp Philippians, he said what? I can what do what? All things. How? Through Christ that what? strengthens me. He is my strength. Sometimes it seems like the whole world is turned against you. Sometimes it seems like, you know the song they say, when it rains it pours. That happens to all of us. But he is still our strength. Come on. Stay connected to him. And above all, stay in relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was not given to you for you to shake and quake. The Holy Spirit was not given to you just for you to speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit was given to you to empower you to live like Jesus lived. Said, but you shall what? Receive power. What? After that, the Holy Ghost just come upon you. And you shall speak in tongues. No, I didn't say that. And you shall be. Be, that word be is a state of being. That every day, that you shall be a witness. My life is a witness. Is your life a witness that you have Jesus on the inside? Is how you're dealing with your problems reflecting the fact that Jesus lives on the inside of you? If not, then 
Where is your connection to the Holy Spirit? That you may be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, right where you are, in Judea, out in the outskirts when you go out, and in Samaria and into the uttermost, everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit has been given to you so that your light will forever shine. There's a fight against the light. The devil don't want your light to shine. You think it's just so, just something, to, I don't know, it's something always happening. No, that's the devil. He don't want your light to shine. That's the bottom line. And whenever I start focusing on that more than my purpose, the devil said, okay, I got him. I got him. I got him. Because they're not concerned about the light. They're concerned about their pain. They're concerned about what's happening in their lives. Let me close my Bible. But let me show you something. God knows how to deal with your pain. He knows how to deal with your opposition. Come on. But I, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to. No, 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 no. Let your light shine. Ask God to show you how to let your light shine. God said, I'll, t I'll take care of that. I'll take care of those things. I'll take care of the opposition. I'll take care of. Just make sure you don't allow that to cause your light to go out. All of us have been in situations that were not favorable to us, that we didn't sign up for. Come on. But that's not an excuse for your light to go out. I can still do all things through Christ that strengthens me he made me light. He gave me responsibility to let my light shine. He also empowers me to do that. So I'm just going to rest in him. That means, God, you see this. You see what I'm going through. You see what I dealt with. You, you see what they're doing to me. You see this, God. But God, I still love you. You're still great. God bless you. How are you doing? Oh, what, 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 God is still good. Child, what you going through, God is good. Yes, God is still good. Come on. See, the world needs to see that we are not controlled by the same emotions that they are controlled by. God is good. The fight against the light. Stand to your feet, everybody. How many of you realize that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Don't let the devil minimize that in your life. Yeah, but I know, I know Bishop, Bishop, yeah, they, they can, no, 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 no. You're to be just as effective where you are as I am to be effective where I am. Come on. You are the light of your world. You are the light of your world. Father, we bless you today. Mm. We thank you. God, first of all, that you saw nothing else to birth us into your kingdom of light. You delivered us from the kingdom of darkness where Satan ruled our lives, where he controlled us and literally made fools out of us. But God, you delivered us from that. Mm, yes, you broke the captivities of Satan over our lives. And God, indeed, you say you were going to bless us. 
You're going to look out for us. You're going to take care of us. But more than anything, Lord, you made us lights. In the world. God, I or we may be the only light in our family. Mm. But I pray right now that by your strength, by your power, Lord, that we will be able to shine as the light we are. Mm. Regardless of the opposition, help us, Lord, to remember that we are the light. We are even the light to those that oppose us. We are the light to them. Help us to walk in the light. That we are. I pray now that every spirit of distraction would be removed from us. They may be real, but they don't have to be distractions. I pray, God, that the spirit of distraction will be removed. That we will rest inside of who we are in you. You have lights all over the world, all over the world, all over the world. If we would allow our imagination to just run. God, you have lights all over the world. Lord, help us to be effective lights. Efficient lights. If we would just shine, God, where we are. God, we could help lead somebody out of darkness. We could expose the devil and his trickeries. Strengthen us now, Lord. Strengthen us with might by your spirit. In our inner man. So that we will continue to shine. Like never before, God. Lift your hands to him. Lift your hands to him. And say, Lord, help me. Come on, somebody say, Lord, help me to be the light that you've made me. Help me to let my light shine everywhere I go. I thank you for it, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord, everybody. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.